This is episode number 80 of the Fearless Presentations podcast, the fastest, easiest way to eliminate public speaking fear. Want to absolutely eliminate public speaking fear? This podcast is the answer. Here's the guy who literally wrote the book on Fearless Presentations, Doug Stannard. Welcome to the Fearless Presentations podcast. I'm Doug Stannard, CEO of the Leaders Institute and Fearless Presentations. And this is the podcast that helps people just like you become confident and poised presenters and speakers. This is episode number 80. And on this episode, we're going to cover part number five of a five-part series on communication skills. So last week, we gave you a few conflict resolution tips. And then in earlier sessions, we also gave you a few tips on how to build trust and rapport with your audience. We, we taught you how to deal with hecklers. We also showed you the value of having a good speech coach. So in this episode, we're going to show you how to gain enthusiastic cooperation from your audience. So if you're in a situation where you're having to persuade your audience, you're having to win people to your way of thinking, then a lot of the leadership tips or the people skills that we're going to focus on on this episode can really, really help. So the podcast is brought to you by fearlesspresentations.com. Yeah, I had something interesting happen to me this week. I was teaching a class in Philadelphia, and one of my graduates, a guy who came through the Fearless Presentations class a couple of years ago in New York, he was actually from Philadelphia. He ended up ended up setting through setting in on the the uh, session that we had on Thursday and Friday, and it was kind of fun because um, that's that. By the way, I don't cover this a lot on the podcast, but. It's one of the things that that we do at the Leaders Institute that I don't think a lot of our competitors do is we allow people who've actually come through the class once to come back as many times as they want for free. So if you if you end up taking the two day fearless presentations class, it's a great value because if you ever want a refresher, if you want to sit through a class, you can sit through day one or day two or both. Um, All you have to really do is just is just show up. And and as long as we have you in our system as being a graduate, we we let you stay and don't charge. So it was kind of neat. Um, anyway, so this guy went through the class, and and I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna cover something later in this podcast of a of a suggestion that he made. He said it was one of the most brilliant speeches that he had ever heard, and we ended up kind of watching that at uh, during the the lunch break. And and I, I'll kind of show you how the presentation that he identified as being one of the best presentations that he's ever heard is using a lot of the tips that we're covering in this presentation or in this podcast anyway. So. So stay tuned for that. That's in the last five minutes or so. Um, if you're interested in taking a Fearless Presentations class, uh, it's really cool because it, since I've been doing the podcast, we have been filling classes left and right. So we're doing about three, four, five classes every single week, and the classes are filling up. And so if you are interested in attending one of our classes, go to fearlesspresentations.com. Check out the seminar schedule. Look for something that's coming up in your area. And if you click on any of the cities where we're teaching, we teach in about 30, 40 cities around the world. And if you if you just kind of click on that city, it'll tell you what classes are coming up and which ones are full and which ones have spaces in them. So we would encourage you to do that. Go to fearlesspresentations.com slash seminar schedule, and you can look for a class near you. So let's get on with today's podcast. So in this session, we're going to cover part five of a five-part series on communication skills. And the title of this session is How to Gain Enthusiastic Cooperation from Your Audience. And one of the most important aspects of many speeches is the ability to be persuasive to win people to your way of thinking. And there's really an art to a persuasive speech. 
And we're not really going to be talking about that as much on on this particular podcast as what we are, the people skills that it takes in order to use the techniques that we're teaching in the in the fearless presentations class. So we're going to talk about more about leadership skills and and a lot of these uh, these skills that I'm covering on, on this series of podcasts actually came from my book, 28 Ways to Influence People. It's on Amazon. And if you're interested in that book, you can actually uh, purchase that from Amazon. It's still fairly inexpensive. So you can probably find used copies for next to nothing, but the uh, but I'll, I'll send a link. I'll put a link uh, to the book in the in the show notes. So the but the art there there it really is an art to the persuasive speech. But this is going to be more about the the people skills and the communication skills. So if you recall. In the very first week, we talked about how a good communication coach can help you improve your communication skills, and that is very, very helpful. Uh, the second week, we talked about how to shut down a heckler. So if you're in a situation where somebody is kind of messing with you as the as the speaker, we showed you some some tips on how to deal with that. Since then, though, we've covered a lot of the leadership leadership skills and the people skills. So a couple of weeks ago, we covered a few ways to build trust and rapport with your audience because that's kind of step one. They have to trust you in order to kind of believe what you're saying. And then last week, we talked about conflict resolution tips or how to how to deliver negative information or how to how to um, put together a, a presentation when you're going to have to be critical of people in the audience and how to do that in a way that doesn't turn the audience off. So on this week, though, we're going to talk about something a whole lot more fun. It's how to gain enthusiastic cooperation from your audience. And we've got a few tips that w- can be very, very helpful. The first thing that will really help you gain enthusiastic cooperation from your audience is you want to show energy and you want to show excitement. You have to have some enthusiasm about whatever it is that you're going to talk about. So your audience will never have any more energy or enthusiasm about your presentation than what you do. So if you want your audience to be enthused about your topic, you have to present your ideas with enthusiasm as well. But by the way, I, I give you a, a good example. It's the first quote unquote motivational speaker that I ever that I ever came across was a guy named Les Brown. And at the time I was in college and my dad actually said because I was studying business and he wanted me to be successful. He sent me a cassette tape of one of Les Brown's speeches. And and of course, I was really busy with my classes and and I let that cassette tape sit on my 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 dorm room desk for months um, and and. Uh, I, I I was actually taking a trip. I was actually um, going for a summer, summer internship to Denver, and so I pretty much just kind of packed everything I owned and into my little Honda Civic, you know, as much as I could fit anyway, into my little tiny car, and uh, and trekked off from from Texas to to Colorado. And I was uh, before I before I took the trip though, I mistakenly when I was packing all that stuff in my car, I had my handy music bag. In the floorboard of my car, <laughs> and so it did. and when I stuffed everything on top of it, I, I couldn't actually get to it, and I was fine until I got to the edge of society, which I don't know if you've ever drawn, driven from through West Texas and and up into the mountains of you know the, the base of the Colorado Rockies. It's um, it's pretty desolate out there, and so I was about to go stir crazy because I'd, I'd lost signal with uh, with any of the radio stations from from any in the any of the surrounding cities, and and uh, my the basically I had I had one cassette that was in my that was in my uh, car when I when I started, and I'd gotten so tired of listening to that thing over and over and over again that I started kind of digging around for anything, and I found that Les Brown tape that my dad had sent me. I had I had put it in in you know like uh, my um, 
my backpack. I, I just because it was sitting on my my desk with a lot of other stuff, I kind of shoved it in the pocket of my backpack, which happened to be sitting on top of the the big stack of everything else that was in the in the car. And so, out of desperation, I kind of slipped it into the to the um, the the cassette tape. And the first thing that I noticed when I when I kind of heard Les Brown the first time was how excited he was about the presentation, about what what it was that he was talking about. He was enthusiastic. He was energetic. He was very, very excited. And and you could really you could almost feel the energy through the car speakers. It was it was one of those things that he was giving these fantastic success tips. He was quoting famous thinkers from the past. He was telling, you know, really funny stories along the way. And, and his personality, he was telling these stories about how his, his, um, he was personally able to overcome a lot of the obstacles in, in his life. And, and his energy was just contagious. I, 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 I was mesmerized. I, I listened to that, that entire cassette tape all the way through, front and back. And then since I didn't have anything else to listen to it, and it was so entertaining, I just kind of started it over again. I think I listened to that like four times before I got to, you know, back to civilization until I could get into a, uh, a radio station area again. But it, it was interesting is that as I was listening to this, this presentation, it sounded like he was communicating directly to me. I, I, I loved it. I, I, I didn't find out, by the way, until much, much later that he was actually speaking to more than 30,000 people in the arena that, that that was recorded in. I finally found that. I found it on, on YouTube later on. But it was a it was a big, huge arena, big, huge, like a like a football stadium type arena that he was in. And there were just people everywhere, thousands and thousands, tens of thousands of people. And each one of these 30,000 plus people paid this huge fee to hear Les Brown speak. And I can pretty much guarantee just on what I heard and, and saw on video and stuff like that later, I can pretty much guarantee that every single one of those people felt like they got their, their money's worth. Um, it, I mean, the, the key thing to keep in mind about this is that if you really want to win people to your way of thinking, you got to show some enthusiasm. It's, it's one of the thing, those things that's really contagious. The more energy and enthusiasm that you put in your presentation, the more your audience is going to like you, trust you, believe you. So, so have lots of energy and enthusiasm. The second thing that you want to do in order to gain that, that enthusiastic cooperation from people is to practice two-way communication. Now, most people think that a presentation is, is uh, they think of it as, as really been a monologue where I'm the speaker, I'm the expert, I get up and I tell people what I think. And, and again, of course, there is some of that to a presentation, but if you if you really think about it, just about just about every presentation that you hear, especially in the business world, is really designed that way to where it's kind of a monologue. The the people who are really, really good, though, the people like Les Brown and some of the other motivational speakers and famous speakers in the, in the world, they're the folks that are creating more of a dialogue with their audience. They're they're doing things that get the audience really involved in that presentation. So when you design your presentations, you have to do a couple of things. You have to put yourself in the shoes of the audience member and really identify what he or she really wants or needs to know about that topic. One of the ways that you can do that is you can conduct surveys or something like that with your audience prior to the speech. My favorite way to do this, though, my favorite way to tailor my content to the the specific group that I'm that I'm communicating with and I'm speaking to is with audience participation. By the way, if you want details about how to do great audience participation, there's a podcast on this. It's called Create a Dialogue with Your Audience. There's, I'll put a, I'll put a, a um, link to it in the show notes. Uh, but you can you can actually ask open ended questions to your audience as you present your ideas. 
And you can use those responses, the responses that your audience gives you as really the, the content of your presentation or the bullet points for your presentation. So this allows your audience to ha- help you actually create the content based on the feedback that they're giving you. Now, although this is a fairly high level presentation skill, when you get good at it, your audience will absolutely love your presentations. And by the way, this is the, this is what our instructors at Fearless Presentations do when they teach the two-day Fearless Presentations class. I mean, we have the Fearless Presentation content is, is pretty standardized, but we customize it to every group. We customize it based on what the, the needs of the people that are in that specific group have you know that when so what we're doing is is as we're teaching the program we're getting feedback at every step we're watching what the people in the in the room are really good at and we're also seeing kind of where their struggles are and we're altering our delivery and altering our content based on kind of what we see and what we hear in the presentation class that's why we get such high survey ratings at the end of our uh, at the end of our classes that's why if you go to fearlesspresentations.com and you look at some of the the um the the post survey or the post class survey questions that that folks answer i mean they they they're off the charts high and and the reason why is because i think most people that go through our classes feel like the class was specifically designed for the needs that they were having at the time it's also one of the really cool reasons why i kind of mentioned that um earlier that when my graduates came back to one of our classes, it's also one of the reasons why we have a lot of t- a lot of folks that will come back over and over and over and over to the class because when they come back through a second time or a third time, they're they're getting a, a totally different content. They're getting a, a del- different delivery because they're at a different level, and so it, it's really helpful. So if you're able to kind of create that type of experience for the people in your audience, your audience is really going to love you. And if you don't learn how to do that, just go to the Fearless Presentations classes. We'll actually show you what we do. Um, the third thing that you can do to gain enthusiastic cooperation from people is to ask questions instead of giving orders. A lot of times when we're giving presentations, we kind of think that we're we're giving information in a way that that we're saying, audience, you should do this or you need to do this. There's a real big difference when you say something like, um, you will do this because you have to. And if you present it in a way like, well, what would happen if we did this thing? When you when we give an order to someone, they may comply with it out of obligation, but they 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 probably aren't really gonna want to do it. However, if you ask them what the benefit of doing that thing that you're asking to do is, if you, if you get them to answer that question, then a lot of times they'll come up with a series of reasons of why they should actually do that task. So it's, it's um, this is, by the way, this is one of the techniques that we introduce and spend a lot of time explaining and practicing really in the, in the fearless presentations class. It's, it's about midway through the, the second day of the fearless presentations class. So if you, if you create a really good bullet point in your presentation, one that's really audience focused and, and if you're looking for tips on how to do this, if you haven't actually heard uh, one of the podcasts about how to design that effective bullet point, um, there is a podcast called Audience Focus Result Oriented Bullet Re- Results Oriented Bullet Points that I'll, I'll kind of link to in the in the show notes that you can kind of go and, and listen to that podcast as well. But if you create a really good bullet point like that, you can pretty much just ask your audience the bullet point as as an as an open ended question. And the audience will tell you why 
they believe that bullet point is true. So I, I'll give you an example here because it, it, it's a whole lot easier to kind of explain the process if you kind of do it in an example. Let's say, for instance, that I've created a bullet point like implementing the new automation software can help us reduce errors and save time. So that's a really audience focused bullet point, meaning that I'm telling them what I want them to do or I'm telling them what, what they can do. And I'm also telling them in that same statement how they're going to benefit from it. So if you do this thing I'm asking to do, if we implement this new automation software, then it's going to help us reduce errors and, and save time. So if that's my bullet point, if I got a really good bullet point like that, I can pretty much just turn that into a question. And the question becomes, in what ways would implementing the new automation software help us reduce errors and save time? So by asking them instead of telling them, now if they give me three, four, five, six, 10, 15, 20, 30 different answers to that question, every answer that they give me will prove that my point is true. So instead of me trying to persuade them, I'm getting the audience to, to persuade me or persuade themselves, really. So the first way, we're using logic to persuade the audience so that if they if they follow our logic and they believe us, then, then we will have persuaded them. However, when we ask the open-ended question, every answer that the audience gives us actually helps them persuade themselves. So we just be come like a facilitator in that situation. We're not, we're not the expert that's, that's uh, trying to convince people that our way is, is correct. So that's a really effective technique. And we, we teach that in pretty good detail in the fearless presentations class. The reason why is just, it's one of those things that when you get good at it, you can use it a lot of different ways. So the last one, the last way that the last thing, less technique that you can use to, um, to gain enthusiastic cooperation from your audience is to use examples and stories to teach. You know, throughout history, we've had thousands of examples of stories being used as teaching tools. So at the end of every Aesop fables was the phrase, you know, the moral of the story is. And and Jesus used parables to convey lessons to to his followers in the Bible. Uh, stories are just really, really powerful. They they take the audience member on a on a journey where where really all of their senses are in tune. If When you get really good at telling a story, you're actually painting a vivid picture in the mind of the people in your audience. You're taking them on that trip. You're taking them on that journey. They're no longer in the meeting room. They're no longer there sitting in front of you watching you. What's happening is they're creating that image in their head. And for even for just a brief second, they're, they're somewhere else. Somewhere else. So the neat thing about this is that your audience will, will just, they, they love the stories and it actually makes your job as a presenter much easier as well, because stories are much easier to tell, much easier to remember than a bunch of bullet points. And, and by the way, um, when the uh, so this is I, I kind of mentioned earlier that one of my graduates came back and he was talking about one of the one of the best speeches that he'd seen in a long time. And he talked about the eulogy that uh, that was that Billy Crystal gave at Muhammad Ali's um, uh, funeral and. I got to admit, I, I'd never seen this before, but it, 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 we he he talked about it so much in class and he talked about how a lot of the things that Billy Crystal used in his eulogy are things that we're teaching there in the fearless presentations class. So he, he said it was a really good example of the practical application of the, of the stuff that we're teaching in class. And so at, at the lunch break, we I pulled it up on YouTube and kind of showed it to the to the class. It's it's fantastic. It does a number of different things It. When when we kind of watch that on YouTube, the the thing about the the eulogy was that obviously it's Billy Crystal, so it's really funny, but it's also very emotional and it's very powerful. And it's it's just a fantastic example of how you can use a single story 
to persuade your audience and entertain your audience. And so if you get a chance to watch that on, on YouTube, uh, it, it's it's a very effective way to kind of show you how a lot of the things that we've been talking about over the last couple of weeks can be really helpful. And we'll we'll put that in the show notes. If you go to fearlesspresentations.com, just look at the most recent blog post. You'll you'll find that at the bottom of the of the blog post. So um, so if you have any questions about any of this content, uh, a lot of this content was taken from my book, Twenty Eight Ways to Influence People. I've actually linked to that in the show notes as well, so you can get that on Amazon. Uh, but if you have any questions, you can always just email me. You can email me at podcast at fearlesspresentations.com. If you have suggestions or any, or questions about anything that we're covering, or you can actually just come to one of our fearless presentations classes as well and either talk to me or the instructor in, in your, in your class. Once you do that, I mean, you, we become your coach for life. So it's a, it's a very powerful way to get better at speaking in front of a group. So until next week, we'll see you um, ho- have great, fantastic presentations this week and we'll see you on the next fearless presentations podcast subscribe to this podcast for new public speaking secrets each week